0: This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story, regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey... We do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. Announcements. So if you missed the announcement, I'm doing a huge Black Friday sale on merch and also mediumship and tarot readings. You can get all of them at covenofrejects.com. Merch is all 10% off of the entire site. No minimum purchase required. At checkout, you just use code COVEN with a capital C22 and that gives you 10% off of the entire store. Like I said, no minimum required. And then my mediumship and my tarot readings are discounted by $25. It's the biggest sale that I've ever done. It's probably the biggest sale that I will ever do. Um, so you guys can, those prices are already reflected on my website. So you can go and book those readings with me. They're also wonderful for you to buy as gifts for people, uh, during the holiday season. So whether you call it Christmas or Yule or whatever you, whatever you call it, um, it's a great time to like be able to give family members healings and closure with mediumship. And so I opened up more spots on my schedule and on the website so that I can really make sure to fit everybody in in a way that's going to be convenient for them. And then I also want to remind you guys about Patreon. So you can watch the full video of every episode on all tiers on Patreon Um, It's charged monthly, and the lowest tier that I have is the Beginner Witch for $5, and that does give you access to the podcast episodes, and then each tier just provides a little bit more, and the top tier, the shadow queen tier is where you're going to get two full tarot card readings from me every month. We do them via zoom. Um, it's the mentorship tier. So we walk through shadow work. We walk through your personal craft. Um, we walk through developing your gifts, depending on what they are. I have mediums, um, in the mentorship. I have a lot of psychics. I have people that Are working on different things. I have a girl who's working on scrying right now and um, there's just so much different stuff that we can do. So if you've been looking for um, a mentor and somebody to really be not just giving you readings but then helping you apply those readings to your life and really walking with you and just like supporting you along the way. The mentorship, the Shadow Queen tier is going to be perfect for you. Um, And everybody who joins Patreon, there is an additional discount on merch for you. So instead of getting the 10%, you actually get 15% off merch. So if you have been looking at joining Patreon and getting merch, this might just be the sale for you. Um, But for real, I just want to thank you guys so much because whether you are brand new to the podcast or you just found that's the same thing. Whether you're brand new to the podcast or you've been here the entire time with me, I'm super grateful that we've crossed paths on this journey. There's a reason that you're listening to this episode today. Um, There's a reason that we found each other and I'm just really excited to get to know everybody that listens to the podcast and is supportive and is part of this community. You guys can follow me. Gemini on Gemini underscore goddess 420 on TikTok, on Instagram. Uh, My Facebook name is Gemini Coven. Um, I have bright red hair. You can't miss me. And yeah, uh, covenofrejects.com is where you can book those readings and get that merch. And with no further ado, this is my girl, Megan. She gave me a reading near the end of the episode, and it was just really exciting getting to um talk to her, learn about her gifts and just about her journey. So, here we go. Make sure you guys go and follow Megan. All of her information is in the description. Hi Megan, welcome to Covenant
1: Rejects. Hi. I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. I feel like um the way that we do content and just our like energies are so similar. And I'm pretty sure that I wanted you to be a guest for months now and just never reached out to you.
1: Oh, thanks. Yes. I bet it's the red hair though, because that's always chaos energy, you know?
0: I feel like I literally became my true self when I colored my hair red too. Like I see pictures before it's red and I'm like, don't fucking relate to that girl that blended
1: in at all. Yes, I I had dirty blonde hair and then I dyed it like five different colors and finally at red, I was like, nope, I'm done. This is pretty. I feel good. Yeah, exactly. Meant to be spicy. Um, so
0: I know a lot about you based on your content, but I don't know a whole lot about like you and your journey. So I would love to learn. Were you raised in spirituality?
1: Uh no, I was actually raised in a home that wasn't really religious. Um, I had family members outside the home that was Christian or Pentecostal, but within my home, we never went to church or anything like that. Um, I didn't find spirituality or anything until um, 2016. Oh, wow. So what was
0: your journey like in order to find any kind of spirituality? How did it kind of kickstart?
1: It kickstarted because of a... It was kind of a crappy breakup, crappy ordeal with a dude. <laughs> um, that kind of started it. And then it kind of got full blown when that relationship came back. And now we're here with no relationship and we're doing better than ever. <laughs> so did something traumatic
0: happen and you were like, I need to hex him. So his dick falls off. And then like, what
1: happened? Yeah. Um. Okay. The relationship was very twin flame energy, push and pull, back and forth, um, leaving, coming. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of twin flame energy, but it was not a twin flame thing. It was karmic, definitely. Um, when the relationship was good, it was great. When the relationship was bad, it was terrible. Um, I have abandonment issues, so when he would leave, I would get Abandonment, uh, abandonment issues blown up in your face. Um, it was just very toxic on both sides. And it taught me what my toxic traits are and what I'm supposed to be healing.
0: Ooh, okay. So did that kind of kick off shadow work for you? Because usually when you recognize those triggers, you're like, well, fuck, we got to do something about this.
1: Yeah, it it definitely... I had started shadow work like right after the first breakup, but I never got really deep into it. So it never hit me very hard. And then all of those triggers came up, those toxicities, um, just reliving childhood trauma as an adult. It was, I, I became very depressed, you know, that depression period where you're like don't know how to get through it don't you know and then finally you get through it and it's all better yeah that was a lot of depression period there was it was like it was never going to get better and yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) well and through breakups too you go through all the normal like feeling like you don't have self-worth and And why aren't you being understood? And how can you put all this effort in and you're not being loved? And then if you throw in that you're doing shadow work on top of that, I can imagine the kind of depression that puts you in because you already have this wound. And I feel like for us that work on shadow work and like are always trying to do intense healing, It's always like, oh, I'm being injured by something. I better pull off all the scabs to all my wounds so that we can try and reheal everything all at one time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And that relationship tore off every single Band-Aid scar, whatever was on it. It tore everything off at the same time for a year. So did you guys get back together after a year of being apart? Uh no. We got back together after about ugh, eight to nine months of not speaking after the first initial breakup, I guess you would call it. Um and then we were together for two-ish years, two and a half ish years. And the first the first year was pretty good. It was pretty good. The the next rest of it was it was bad gross yeah (laughs) and it was bad on both our on both our parts I can't just blame him I had bad traits too my mental health was crap um just a lot of toxic traits abandonment issues my BPD and so it's my fault too but I should have known my self-worth and left sooner
0: yeah, but you recognize that so you can change it for situations moving forward, which I love for you. So you kind of started finding spirituality when you two weren't together. And then you say that it kind of went full blown when you got back together. So what was, what did you kind of find when you were by yourself? And then how did that expand when you were
1: together? Um, when I, when, when I first started, it was, I got more into the witchcraft side of it um, learning about, you know, all of that. And then I realized that with witchcraft comes shadow work and doing things and going down this journey and trying to learn lessons. And so that led me into the spirituality side of it. Um, I found paganism. I, look, I'm, I consider myself a pagan. Um, I don't know, I just, it made me, it made me grow up. How about I can that? see that. Yeah.
0: What have you found as being a pagan witch in the community? What kinds of like generalizations and stigmas do you see going on your craft because you're pagan?
1: <laughs> uh, I live in the Bible Belt so there's a lot of you worship the devil uh just you're going to hell all of this please move all of this you know just just things that you wouldn't say to other people if as me and you you know what i mean yeah
0: i think that there's this um there's this misunderstanding i think that people, especially who are new into our community, you know, some people like to call them baby witches. I hate that term. I call them beginners usually or new practicers. Um, but they think that every witch roots in paganism and that is not true. You pagan witches are very, you have very specific things. You have your own deities you work with. You have your own ways of doing spell work. Um, do you, do you have any examples of ways that, like a pagan witch is different in its own um, special, unique way, as opposed to all of the different ways that people can identify themselves as witches?
1: Uh, for me, um, I would consider myself a pagan witch and eclectic witch. I do a lot of different things that just fit me, um, but I use a lot of um, herbs. I use a lot of, a lot of the elements, uh, water baths are my favorite type of spell work um just I don't really for me it's not really different than anyone else because I do eclectic witchcraft as well but I go more towards the pagan side of it with the elements the herbs what what we can get from the earth things like that
0: no, I think that's beautiful. And I think it's cool that you categorize yourself, but then you still put this eclectic on there because it gives a whole lot of room for flexibility. Um, something that I've noticed is when new beginners are trying to find out what kind of like practice is going to work for them. It's always like you have these rules and you have these boxes that you're supposed to like be inside of and people are constantly telling you don't step into this pantheon and I don't want you doing that. And I think it's really cool for people to see people like you, who practice in a way that you're like yes I would be a pagan witch. But that's just my, like, your core, like, belief system, I would say. But then when it comes to your actual craft, you do all of these different things and
1: blend. Right. Yeah. It's like, I I like to learn everything. Um, I'm really big into reading or researching all of that. So I can't just put myself in a box and do one type of witchcraft. You know what I mean? Like, I want to learn all of it. And that's part of my problem is I want to learn all of it at the same time, but I've gotten better about studying one subject at a time, Um, and I just fit what I find is something I'm interested in or fits me that's just what I put into my craft so.
0: When you go into like researching things where do you start? Do you usually go online? Do you usually get books? Do you look up other creators who are doing witchcraft? What's your kind of thing?
1: I kind of do it all. I start with books, um, to get, you know, information that I would trust. Usually I kind of research on authors and, uh, information in the books before I buy them, but I go to books. I go to websites next, try to find, uh, legitimate websites that give good information and then I'll go to TikTok and see what I can find on there Um, but I always go back to my research always if I see it on TikTok I go back and look at what I found in my personal research because people are out there telling you wrong things you know they're teaching you how to make a hex with a lemon that's not gonna work like stop Uh, (laughs) so I always, if I see it on TikTok, I'll go back to my research. If I see it on or my books or whatever, if I see it on a website and I want to make sure it's correct, I'll go back to my books. So that's just what I do.
0: I love that you just said that you do three different things. You do books, then you research what you're finding in the books. Then you go and you look online and you you check sources. I'm always telling people, when you go and you're looking, because we always say research, right? Research, research, research. When you're going and you're looking to find books and you're like, I don't know what would be reputable. For me, I've always looked at the comments because you get whole diverse, uh, a lot of diverse people giving reviews you get a lot of people from various minorities in there reading books and you get to see you know i've gone and i've had books recommended that i've seen online and then i go and read the comments and people are like there's so many like racist connotations in here there some of this is really closed and you see the reasons why and Um, so I just, I just want to say that because I think it's really important for those of you listening, when you're going to research things, not just Googling, well, what book should I get? And then like looking, you should actually be going in depth and reading what other people have had to say on that.
1: Right. Definitely. Like, and there's some authors that I like that other people don't like, and it's not because I like the author as a person or as, you know, the author it's there's a piece of information in that book that I like or there's several things that I can take from that book but it's not I if I know that that author is has put some racial things in there or things that they shouldn't even be practicing I don't buy the book I'll find it online (laughs) so I'm not supporting them I just need that piece of information (laughs)
0: No, I, I love you saying that and I have gone, I mean, I've bought books that maybe I don't necessarily agree with certain points that the author has, but I find it really important to educate myself on other people's practices, even if it's not something I necessarily agree with, which is kind of the whole basis of the podcast. (laughs) Um, and I have gone and I've taken like, you know, some information out of somewhere and, I've continued on that information, but I don't tell people I got it from this book or I got it as such and such. I just, here's the, specifically I've gotten spell work and I've been like, I don't necessarily resonate with you as a person, but I really like the way that you construct your spell work. And I'll share that, but I'll never tell people what book I got it from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Um, I get asked a lot of a lot for book recommendations. So I try to give good authors or good books that have good sources or whatever you know um but there's just a few authors that a lot of people don't like that I actually like because it taught me a lot within the craft that made me go look at something else you know what I mean yeah so that's the only reason I like this those certain books that are by a certain author that nobody likes (laughs) (laughs)
0: because you're able to get just certain little like key points out of it
1: yeah, and like the first book I ever read was Buckland's uh Guide to Witchcraft, but I am not Wiccan. The way not- that literally I have Buckland's.
0: I ordered that. <laughs> okay, so you have the Guide to Witchcraft and I have the Book of Spirit Communications and I am obsessed with the way that he writes and we're actually um I'm so big on taking like classes and courses and like learning different ways. So I'm in a mediumship course, and this is the book that um, was recommended for our mediumship course.
1: Oh, awesome. I want to take a mediumship course. I I actually want to take like get certified tarot, uh, you know, a certification. I haven't found anywhere around here yet.
0: (laughs) I didn't know that you could get certified in tarot, but I learned you can get certified in mediumship and Mm. Um, it's something that is really interesting to me because in order to get certified in mediumship, from my understanding, you have to be a very clairvoyant, uh, medium and, and not everybody uses their gifts. I mean, not everybody's gift comes through that way. And I would right. say that, um, that's been one of the things that I've learned the most from mediumship classes is That literally, you're being educated on how to use all of these different senses and skills in your mediumship, and even then, clairvoyance isn't necessarily like my area of specialty. But that's what they're really looking for when you go to get certified.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm clairvoyant medium. Um, I can the way that I I don't know how to explain it. Um, the way that I see or hear or whatever, it just pops into my head immediately. And so that is like, I don't actually like see a picture of them or see features. Sometimes I can, sometimes it'll break through. And I'm like, oh, that's actually, you know, but most of it is like, I'll start looking at features and it's like brown hair, blue eyes or whatever the case is. And it's, I can't explain it. People are like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's so, it's just so
0: cool how we can all have, mediumship gifts and use them in various ways i'm very clear audience like when i do one-on-one readings with people you have specific questions for your love like i can give you i can answer specific questions i can give you um like one-on-one they'll say it how they would have said it kind of thing their personality when it comes to their physical features that's something that has been being strengthened a lot with classes, but that's not necessarily something that um like came naturally for me. It it's just I just find it so fascinating how everybody can use their gifts in different ways.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um I can I'm also I can feel their emotions and pain too. Yes. And not a lot of I, I don't know a lot of people that can do that. And I do uh, paranormal investigations and I went to one and this man had unalived himself through the head and I felt all of this pressure in my head for hours and that sucks
0: (laughs) that sucks so that's how um that's how mine works as well um and I I think that those of us who get like the physical pain from it and things I think that um we're, we tend to be people who second guess what we're seeing, hearing, or feeling a lot. And so when spirits communicating with us, I think that we've been like, show me what happened so that I can understand. And then we're like, oh shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've only gotten a few, uh, a a few spirits who will actually show me what happened. But Most of it's like, I'm going to tell you what happened. (laughs) But most of the spirits that I deal with outside of mediumships, is um, very negative. (laughs) Really? Yeah, on paranormal investigations, most of them are very uh, not happy. (laughs) Just
0: from various things that, like, they've been through and stuff like that?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I've done an investigation on an old plantation, a slave plantation, um, and the slave, not the slave owner, but the Uh, slave that was head in the on the farm you know he wasn't in charge of everybody he was not a very happy man I bet not oh no um and I've been threatened by spirit I've been threatened to be killed be not the r word all of it
0: you can um we are not filtered or censored and so you're welcome to say any words you please on here
1: I just don't like to be, I know it's triggering for people. And so like, that's one of the reasons why I kind of blank that out. (laughs) I got you. Yeah, I always, um,
0: I always try to just let people know ahead of time that this podcast unfiltered definitely has triggers sometimes, but um, you know, I think I love you for um, being sensitive to that and like understanding of, of people having that. I also think that every other platform censors what anybody can say. And it's always with everybody else, uh, like their quote unquote safety in mind. And I think that I want this to be a place where you don't have to have those concerns when you're on for an hour, you can, if people can't handle it, they can skip the episode this week, you know? Hey, all right. We're just going forward because I know you're going to be doing a reading and things with me here in a minute. And so I want you to just be comfortable with that before a reading happens. I know how it is when you channel and things come
1: out. And I don't want you to be like, I got a second guess how I say this. No, you can be like, I do that a lot. (laughs) I have to do that a lot, especially with like clients because I'm like, I can't say that. (laughs) That is not going to go well. (laughs) So I will remember that with this reading. What kind of services do you offer people right now? Um, Currently, I am me and my best friend are in a business, uh, our metaphysical business, and we sell all that kind of stuff for building a website. For myself, I offer tarot readings and mediumships. Um, I kind of read tarot a little different than a lot of people. A lot of people don't like how I read, but um, for me, a reading is 15 cards, five for the past, present, future, Um, and then at the end, I will pull five more cards, let you know what you need to do or not need or not to do what you need to focus on. Um, a lot of my tarot readings are healing readings. Um, so if anybody ever wanted a tarot reading for me, please remember that because you're you're about to get slapped in the face with trauma. (laughs) Um, sorry, but, um, yeah, so I pretty much tarot readings. I do a few mediumships here and there. Not a lot of people come come to me for that, but it's all right.
0: (laughs) But you offer that anyways. No, I I love that because I want people to be able to know what they can go to you for. And as I told you before we set up this interview or as we were setting it up, um, I want to lend you time to share what your gift is. And so I'm totally open to however that um, works for you, but I want to give you now to do whatever kind of reading, whatever style you like. I'm just here to be your, your okay person. let's see.
1: I got two decks for you to choose from. Oh wait, let me see those books. Oh yeah. Okay. So obviously Bucklin. Bucklin, is- we love Bucklin. Yeah, first book I ever read, and it got me going into all the other directions. Then I realized I am not Wiccan. (laughs) Um, A lot of people don't like this, the modern witchcraft books. I actually love those. Do you? Oh, thank God, because I love them too. I always get people though; they are like, I don't like those. Well, you don't have to read them then, boo-boo. Right, but the modern witch guide to magical self-care, I'm I'm a Libra and I'm also like really into like baths and self-care and bougie stuff. So this was a really good book for that. Um, this book taught me tarot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So modern witchcraft book of tarot literally was the first tarot book I ever bought. And I got to where I am now from that book. Uh, protection spells is very important this is probably one of the first books you should ever buy. Um, it is by Aaron Murphy Hiscock. Hey. Author of The Green Witch. Go um, buy that.
0: For everybody that's listening, you can head over to patreon.com slash coven of rejects and you can see all the books that Megan was just holding up as well as um, this whole interview on video. Yay.
1: Okay. I have two decks for you to choose from. This is my all the time, you use modern witch tarot deck, and then I also have after tarot.
0: Ooh, let's do Let's do the
1: first one. Okay, this is my all my go to deck. this This thing goes with me everywhere. <laughs> Love it. You're gonna have to move. Next
0: I know you've got your kitty just sitting up there, perfectly perched.
1: I know she, and she never does this like ever. Never, <laughs> usually she won't touch me. It's because you're on the phone.
0: She's like, I want to hang out too, you guys.
1: I also have another. I have another demon child running around here. She's probably tearing. No,pe she's in a box. In a box. If it fits, she sits. How about that? <laughs> All right. So we're just gonna do a general pull. See what pops out.
0: There's cards the
1: popping world. out all over the place. Already in on the trauma. Oh, okay. So five for the past. First, I have the ten of swords in reverse. And then I have the two of wands. So I feel like there's been a lot of rocky, like rocky past. And you've been reflecting on that that stuff. of To heal things, to better yourself to be a teacher and a, uh, somebody to help other people. You want to feel better or you want to feel more healed so you can help newer healers heal their trauma. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but your shadow work has been very dark, very deep opening wounds, like things that you didn't even think was a wound opened up. And it's made you very emotional and it's made you feel, why did that happen? Or why, why did I have to go through that? Why, what is the lesson here? And it's, I feel like you hide things very well. <laughs> you hide things very well. And if it's the dark stuff, you will not talk about it. It's like, no, nope, I'm good. Don't Don't ask me what's wrong with me. We like this we like this is this
0: our present
1: this is our present
0: Hey, we're comfortable in the present
1: we're comfortable in the present but not the past right <laughs> all right yeah. so presently you've been doing work i got the queen of pentacles you've been doing work um really i feel like you're grasping um like taking what you need, leaving what you don't need. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so you're you're only holding what you need to hold, even if it's not material. Um, the wheel of fortune. I feel like you're really learning how to break cycles. Um, but I do feel like there's still a cycle that you're in. There's still kind of an addiction or a, um, not, a not really an addiction, more of a um, habit that stems from something stems from something in childhood. There's a habit you do that you need to break it. Damn I hate doing that. Okay, sorry I was channeling. Um (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. No do it. I love it. (laughs) I do it randomly. I'm like, oh stop. Um something in childhood that you need to break that habit. It stems from childhood. So um could be alcohol, drugs, could be a habit like smoking or something that you learned from somebody. I feel like it's on your dad's side. Um, did you hear me?
0: Yeah. You feel like it's on my dad's side. I'm just thinking, cause I'm not, um, I'm not really a drinker. I'd be, I'm a midnight toker though. I tell you what, um, <laughs> No, I think that it's actually funny that you pull up the Wheel of Fortune for the present because, and by the way, I love interactive readings like this. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, I have actually, I watched this video on the Wheel of Fortune and this is something that I, I've been working with and I super resonate with that card is um, it, it represents, yes, changing cycles, but it also represents that you have to go through the dark parts and the low parts in order to give yourself momentum to get back to the highs and um what stems from childhood for me is having um like anxiety and social mood disorders and not understanding um that it's actually really healthy for you to feel emotions and go through things and um It's not like I don't have to put fear on myself of like, oh, it's a depressive bipolar cycle or whatever, or like my BPD is really acting up. It is no, for whatever reason, right now, my soul needs to be having this like darker time of reflection and of seeing things that I don't necessarily like about myself or my life. And I need to figure out how to work on those things because that's the momentum to get back into the light. And my childhood thing was to act like nothing was wrong and suppress it down because I was so scared of to be very honest and trigger warning like just wanting to like unalive myself because it's a lot easier than going through hard things and so that's what we work on
1: that's you're right on all the aspects (laughs) um but yeah (sighs) I didn't even do anything to you. So you have BPD, I wanna, I just wanna talk about that for a second. I do have BPD. I do too. When were you diagnosed?
0: I was diagnosed um, when I was 22 and that it was kind of, um, it was it was interesting for me because I had been diagnosed with um, bipolar disorder And anxiety when I was a kid. But medications for that didn't work. And I didn't like being on medications. It made me feel weird. And by getting the BPD diagnosis and being told, like, this stems from trauma and it's not something that we give you medication for, it's something that you work through, literally changed my whole life. And that's what got me started on shadow work. And I learned that I didn't like the, the thought of driving my car into a center median because I couldn't handle my emotions anymore. And, um, I learned that, um, having, uh, suicidal ideation is something that comes with BPD. And so I no longer felt like I was broken for wanting to escape my life. It just gave me reasons for things. And Uh, as an air sign which you understand I have to have reasons and explanations for things it can't simply be because it is and that's why I am in love with witchcraft too is because it it, like I can see that when I put my energy into this spell or into this manifestation I can physically see that it does something different and I need that
1: yes you literally me and you're on the exact same page with that because I got diagnosed at 18 and when I started this the witchcraft and spirituality part of it and all I realized that a lot of my shadow work is literally figuring out what is what is fueling my BPD so me in 2016 is a way different person than me now just because of that shadow work and being able to go back to where this trauma or where this trigger came from Yes. and that 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 i mean that literally what you said was like that's been my like life right now <laughs> like the abandonment issue the daddy issues the perfectionist issue perfection daddy
0: issues, issues. girl
1: We got mommy and daddy issues over here. We just balancing out, you know. (laughs) We're the same. I
0: agree. Um, I always tell my husband, I call him daddy because I already have uh, two dads. So what's one more? And she's (laughs) like, whoa, all right, issues coming up. Um, But do you find that all of those things that you went through and your diagnosis and you're having to do shadow work that it has led you to where you are on your path. Cause I know that for me having to do so much intense shadow work and, and work so hard on myself all the time consistently has led me to being able to do like my mentorships here on Patreon, where I'm able to walk other people through their shadow work and they're like healing. So how does that apply for you?
1: Um, For me right now, I am in school to be a, Mental health counselor, therapist, and hopefully psychologist in the future. That's um, amazing. And my ultimate goal is to use my tarot readings and my mediumship skills to do therapy. So to go back into childhood trauma with the tarot and the mediumship skills, and then helping that person work through it with the things I learned in school.
0: Wait, I have said on this podcast and like all the time that I would love to see counselors that use like tarot and things because you can pull so much information out that somebody may never bring up because you're like, look at this, I'm seeing, you know, abandonment right here, and they're like, I'm never abandoned. Oh wait, you brought up a fatherhood card.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's I have every time I read tarot, I feel like it's therapy for that person. because a lot of my readings I can I've already been through that lesson and so I can give that person advice with from a BPD survivor standpoint does that make sense yeah Uh, so it's it's kind of like therapy I'm not giving you can't pay me like for that BPD advice but um, I'm giving you that help or that step like hey let's work on abandonment issues why are you scared that if people leave you know what I mean like I just try to give them a little extra help because I've been through it. I know how it feels. I know where I know where they're coming from, and so for me, I want to help people with their mental health, with learning those lessons, with healing that trauma. And I'm really good with psychology, so <laughs> why not put love the two? That's so dope. I love
0: it so much. Would you mind pulling my future cards? I'm I'm uh, dying yeah. to know. Oh, yeah, I did.
1: You, you brought up BPD and that's a big, I am a big advocate. Like I want people to learn about it so bad because it's so misunderstood. It's so misunderstood. Yeah. And people yeah.
0: get borderline personality disorder and multiple personality disorder confused. So those listening... Borderline personality disorder is a um, emotional response disorder that stems from trauma from unhealed trauma. There's no medication that you can take for borderline personality disorder. Um, actually, a lot of medications because you fluctuate between manic and depressive, Um, in a different ratio than, than just bipolar disorder, which bipolar disorder is actually a chemical imbalance Mm -hmm. and borderline personality is not. So for borderline personality, medications usually make it worse. I medicate with cannabis only. Um, Uppers and downers tend to trigger me um, uh, extreme ways either way. Um, But the way that you quote unquote heal borderline personality disorder is by you can call it shadow work, you can call it counseling, therapy, whatever you want, but it is going through the things that um, cause trauma for you and learning um, ways that it's triggered you. A lot of us feel um, that people don't actually care about us. They're only there because it's a convenience. Um, There's, I would say imposter syndrome is something that everybody feels, but with BPD, It is literally like people around you don't want you to be alive, don't want you to be involved in their world. Everything that you put effort into, nothing is ever enough. There's a constant fear of um, abandonment. There's uh, distrust in yourself because our responses tend to be that um, if things are going too right, it makes no sense and we fuck it up on purpose. (laughs) There's a whole lot that goes into
1: BPD, but there's
0: no medication. The only way through it is to go through really hard trauma therapy
1: <laughs> yeah and I've been through all of them all of them and it's taught me a lot about myself but I do want to say that even though BPD comes with all of the negative symptoms and all the you know the push pull the the terrible relationship skills mm-hmm. all of that we are the most loving and caring people in the world yeah Everyone I've met is very, very loving and caring. And it's like an over loving care. Like we want you to not hurt. So we're gonna try to fix you. We shouldn't do that, but we do it anyways because we love and care. <laughs> yep. Future cards. I got judgment in reverse and the full. There are things you're about to start and do that you're going to feel more judged for, for uh, pursuing them. I don't feel like they're negative things, but other people might have a problem with it. So I do feel like some judgment is gonna come from that new, you're gonna find something new to like get into. I keep getting the word big. So I don't know what big is. I don't know if you're planning something big or you've been thinking about something big. You're about to go into it. Uh, four of swords and the high priestess in reverse. So with that four of swords, I'm seeing like really use that deep thought. You're like, you're going to be in a lot of deep thought about it. And I do feel like there's going to be some overthinking, some back and forth. Like, no, this isn't going to work out. No, you know what I mean? But you're going to have to remember with that strength, I have strength at the end. You, you can accomplish anything because you do have that inner strength and you have to remember that with that high priestess in reverse, it's going to be a balancing act, whatever it is, it's going to be a balancing act, but it's going to move you forward. So If you are planning on, if whatever you're planning in your mind, I feel like you've already been thinking about it. You've already been putting it in the works. You've been making lists, writing it down. I do feel like you need to get into it. I feel like it's going to be very positive for you. You just have to balance out this important thing and this important thing, because there, I feel like there is going to be something that's going to cause that boat to rock. And you don't want this one to go too low or this one to go too low.
0: Yeah, no, I get the you. Balance. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of um a lot of things that are planned for my brand in general. Um, and then the podcasts that I have, but I also am a mom and a wife. And so there's constantly this uh being a businesswoman and having all of these ways to grow my brand, which in turn benefits my family, but I can't put them on the back burner while I make other things happen. And that has been my season for the last month, which is why I took a month off the podcast and um, did a whole bunch of shit. While we were gone on break from the podcast, I left my full-time job. So I worked, uh, I, I planned on leaving just being gone and them hiring a new person, they weren't able to replace my position. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, how about I just stay two days a week and I just work in the mornings and help you guys out? And so I've done that, but like completely changed everything. So I'm at this shift right now with having more time to be a mom, but then I also have time to be doing my modeling and photo shoots and um, brand calls and just all of these things. So it's a huge area of growth. And I see everything that you said in the reading totally aligns for me and where I'm at right now.
1: Okay, do you want the five extra cards to tell you what but you yeah, need? Yeah, I want do?
0: the five extra cards.
1: Right, I'm, I'm making sure. Some people can don't want to be the five. Today. Can we
0: pull the five cards from the other deck?
1: Yeah, I can do that. The after tarot. Have you seen this deck? No, but I love it. It is what happens right after the card. So this is the Five of Pentacles. Okay. So all of the pictures are like what happens right after. Love it. All right. What you need to do or don't need to do.
0: I feel like it's perfect to pull that after the reading then.
1: Yeah. Hey, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) But my brain thinks in movie quotes and song lyrics. So I probably would never do
0: that.
1: (laughs) It's not my fault to
0: have a wide set vagina and a heavy flutter. She doesn't even go
1: here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, First thing I have the two of wands in reverse and the king of swords in reverse. You got
0: the two of wands in reverse in my, in my, uh, past reading.
1: Yes. Um, keep communication open with husband with hubby um let i feel like communication between the two of you will better any kind of negative energy that comes in where you're too busy over here this you get what i'm saying so i feel like definitely a lot of communication that way this disharmony can be avoided (sighs) why do you have all of these reversals nine of wands in reverse don't overdo it in the bit like whenever you're getting going on the projects you're wanting to get going on all that don't overdo it uh because i feel like if you do that it'll all burst into flames just burn down (laughs) um the five of swords i don't know if you can see these yeah i can Okay, um, I can't. I don't have good eyesight. <laughs> Let's see. Um, you're gonna have a lot of new ideas come in. Um, how you can better this or what you can do next on this. Uh, really focus on those ideas. Some of them are not your ideas, but your guides leading you to those ideas. So try to like write them down, remember them. That way you can go back and be like, oh, okay, that's a really good idea. You know what I mean? They're trying to help you in your journey with that. And then the nine of pentacles in reverse. Don't blow your money. Start out slow. I don't like that face.
0: No, I am. uh, The message, I'm just like, of course, that's what I would be told um
1: yeah so that's what you need to do or don't need to do you only really need to do one thing the rest is like don't do that
0: don't do that save your money but don't do anything else
1: yeah don't do anything else
0: I am I always have these like wild ideas for shit for content and photo shoots and whatever and like It's so expensive building your own brand and building your own content. And I don't think people, I mean, you're a content creator. I don't think people understand how much like financially we go into things like needing better lighting, needing better cameras, needing better setups, uh, photo shoots. I need props. I need new outfits. I can, only, you know, like I'm only going to rotate the same outfit twice in photos because then you're going to see that all my photos are in the same fucking costume, you know? (laughs)
1: for for me with um being a content creator i which whenever i first started tiktok i was really big into making the videos every day and all that kind of stuff and had one go viral and that's where my following came from but since i started in just my spirituality and the the depression part of it i have slacked off on tiktok so much so and i want to get right back i want to get back out there and be be a better content creator. But healing sucks.
0: <laughs> healing is necessary because you bring in different content. Something I actually, I was going through your content and you gave me more comfort in the content that I do because you do um, so much content that is just like, hey, I don't have makeup on and my hair is in a bun today and I'm just lip syncing to this song or, or whatever. And you just authentically showing up that way gives other people the permission to also show up that way because so many people, if they see somebody else do it, then they're more comfortable doing it.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, you're going to get me how I come. If I decide to dress up, that's how I'm coming. If I don't, well, sorry, I'm going to look like a bag of dicks, but, um, and I don't care about judgment for me. I, no one can hate me more than I hate myself is my motto. So judge me all you want. If you don't like what you're watching, scroll. If you do like what you're watching, follow, like I make crazy content for no reason. Um, but no, I like getting to communicate and like actually meet new people over TikTok through like BPD witchcraft. I've made so many friends on TikTok for through witchcraft and BPD and yeah I just wanted to show people real life shit you know what I mean like yes hey I got BPD and today I hate everybody or hi I want to unalive myself today but not really it's just a thought (laughs) it's just a thought just a thought it's one of those intrusive thoughts that it just won't go away sometimes and you're like yeah you can't do that we got to get out of this (laughs)
0: No, it's perfect. Cause there are enough cookie cutter fucking people. There are enough, um, I'm going to show up and have everything scripted and everything calculated. And we also have enough of people, especially, I feel like women in our country having enough, um, like judgment put on them and enough. This is the niche that you should have. This is the box that you should fit in. This is how you should be looking. You know, everybody two years ago wanted a fat ass and a tiny waist because that's what the Kardashians were doing. And it was all about being fucking curvy. And now they all lost their asses and they're all wanting to be stick thin. And Kim wants to sell you sweatpants that you already fucking have with holes in them. And it it is like, there's enough of people being shoved down what they should be and how they should be having creators like you who don't do that is really important. And you have a
1: purpose with that. And like, for me growing up, for me, I was, I, I was normal. I guess I, I call myself, I mean, my, I my, was new normal that that one weird chick. I was normal as a kid. I was, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of. Out, out of the box things, you know, and. As an adult, I'm like I get to try all this new stuff, and I found witchcraft, and other people think I'm crazy, but it's fine. I love it. That's what I, I like. I like to be a real person, so other people feel they could be real, and I'm not gonna judge them. Like they could come, they could comment on one of my videos and be like, "Hey, uh, I might have committed unaliving. Go you, buddy. Uh, I can give you some tips on how to get rid of it, but don't don't tell me what you did, like." I don't I'm just I'm just real I'm blunt I'm honest I'm real cut come, come as you are I don't care
0: I love it where can everybody find you so that they can see this unfiltered ungive a fuckable content
1: at that one weird chick 19 on tiktok and then same username for instagram I'm going to uh be putting that in the description of your episode so that people
0: can go get readings with you, look up your services. Is there anything that you would like them to know about you or anything that you offer before we go?
1: Um, If you come get a reading from me, just know it's about to get very personal. I'm going to know everything about you that I don't wanna know. And I'm gonna try to help you the best I can get through whatever you need to get through. That's just how I roll.
0: (laughs) We love that. Well, I'll have to have you back in the future. We'll have to keep connecting. I'm really excited that we got to talk today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for my reading. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: I hope you do too. And thank you for having me. When you messaged me, I was like, oh, no,
0: somebody picked me. (laughs) always have this, like, what if they tell me to go fuck myself response when I send somebody a message and nobody's ever been like, yo bitch, go fuck yourself. But I always think it. <laughs> Why would you think that? No, you know, you know how I don't, I, I don't know, but it goes into that. Like, you never know how others perceive you or whatever. And I guess to my, to me, I'm still like, I'm a small time podcast and maybe you don't know what I do. Maybe you, Also, I think that there's a whole lot of, um, people dragging each other in our community and a lot of like, I just want to catch you in something so that I can get views by calling you out. And so I, I think that I'm always worried that people will think that's where I'm coming from when literally it's the complete opposite. And I, I would never do anything like that. Um, so I think that, that that's always where I come with it. I'm always careful about where I step in our community because that is the initial response to so many things.
1: You, you're, you are correct. When it comes to the witchcraft community on TikTok, I try to stay out of most things. Now I do watch. I I watch, I observe, but I've stopped using the hashtag witch talk.
0: Because I don't want to be over there. I, for a long time, I was like, well, maybe like that's how people can find the podcast and how I'll like find my people. And now I'm like, I want absolutely nothing to do with any of that.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of, I mean, on witch talk, there's a lot of misinformation that people should not follow. And there's a lot of people that you don't want to follow, but they have really good information. I mean. And that's where the non-judgment thing comes in. I follow people that a lot of people hate, but I also follow Same. people that a lot of people love. And I have been asked, why do you follow her? Why do you follow her? And I'm like, "She's really, she has really good information. She's real. She's to the point. Sure, she says things she's not supposed to. Who doesn't? But she's got good, good information.
0: <laughs> I got death threats from people on witch talk for somebody that i interviewed on the podcast because they had been canceled and um is it so, the same
1: thing i'm talking about
0: i don't know but we can talk after this because okay. i released their episode only to my top patreon tiers because i'm like i'm never going to cancel a whole person because they did something wrong um you can't just erase a human being they still have a story they still have something somebody still resonates with their journey I refuse to be on the fucking hateful bandwagon but since I know that you want to take clips of what's being discussed in the interview
1: you can pay me $75 to watch it hey yeah definitely um and, and my thing about people don't understand that people can learn from their mistakes If someone now, when it comes to race and uh, transphobia or homophobia or anything like that, I'm a big thing on that. Like I will argue with you and I will, I I probably will try not to put you down, but I'm going to make you feel like crap for saying what you said, Yeah. but you can learn from that. And I'm not going to tell you these things. So just to put you down, I'm going to teach you how that feels. So when it comes to like other judging other people for saying something or doing something they shouldn't have done. I'm just like, all right, are they going to learn their lesson? And most of them do. They'll apologize and go on, but, and everybody can't, they can't let it go. Yep. They can't let it go. It's like, let's teach them. Don't belittle them.
0: And that's my thing. If, if people make mistakes, people make mistakes. I mean, fuck. When I first started the podcast, I had no idea about white sage somebody actually educated me on the podcast. And I think my initial response was like, but if they have good intentions, to the fuck cares. And then I got educated more. And I was, I came back on another episode and was like, my bad, had no fucking idea, had to get educated real quick. I'm so sorry. And because I've been in positions where I didn't know, I didn't understand. And I had ignorance on things. I have more understanding for people who just have ignorance on things and have to be educated. And sometimes education doesn't happen in the way that you think it should happen. It happens in the way that person needs. And I just canceling people for mistakes is fucking bullshit.
1: I agree. And I mean, if it was a serious mistake, absolutely. But saying just little things, there's no reason to cancel them. And
0: if you don't like somebody, don't like them silently. You don't have to bring the internet onto your bandwagon. Just be like, I don't fuck with that personally and I'm going to move on.
1: Right, right. There's no reason to drag people on <laughs> Alan TikTok. Say, hey, this person did this. I'd like to communicate with them. Have a conversation between each other. Post posting videos. If you need if to you're get...
0: comfortable enough, you know me enough to be talking about me online. You should sure as shit be comfortable enough to be messaging me privately and be like, this is what the issue that i have is, and keep it fucking private otherwise you want to use my name for clout so i hope you get real fucking famous off of it
1: well and that too and i have bpd do not post my our bullshit online i'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey because that's what my bpd does come to me and talk to me tell me hey i have a problem with this yeah if people communicated better there wouldn't be a lot of issues (laughs) No, we would be learning how to blend
0: crafts and take things in respectful ways instead of any, I I could go on about this with you for days.
1: Same, same. (laughs)
0: Um, I'm going to message you and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and just thank you so much again for
1: being here. Thank you for having me and I hope you have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.